John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. I still remember the moment when I was younger that I learned that the sun is also a star. Blew my mind, I was 27. I was like, what? You mean those tiny little stars? Some of them are as big as the sun. Some of them are bigger than the sun. No, that's stupid. They're just little twinkles. I was watching Neil deGrasse Tyson do a special about the size of the universe. He said, there's 10 times more stars than all the grains of sand on Earth. I was like, who counted the sand? (laughs) That is special. I mean, beaches, deserts, Zen sand gardens. Neil deGrasse Tyson should do a special on that guy. He sounds interesting. Welcome to another episode, Stand Up with Chris Stefano. With me, as always, Nicole Boyce. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Comedy Central Chloe's in the building. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a fun one today. Yeah. It's always fun, though, because it's just stand-up and we're just being funny and silly. Yeah. It's, so it's the like, best. What else do you want? Podcast in the world. Dude, we should start doing this podcast. <laughs> like, we should have fun things in here, like to eat. Like, what's a fun thing? You want? F- I can get fun things for you to eat. Like a cake. I literally like, have to do whatever you say, so. Let's just have an ice cream cake in here every fucking episode. An ice cream, it's a thousand degrees in here in the ice cream. That's why it's melt. funny. Mm, that's just ice cream. A it's melting like the reactor smoothie. at Chernobyl. Um, shout out to Chernobyl. Shout out Chernobyl. Watch On their an sh- undisclosed network. Yeah, watch that show. Um, <laughs> so what today? What do we got? Today, what do we got? Well, I want to know, I want to start knowing now to, to mentally prepare myself. <laughs> And emotionally and spiritually prepare myself. Who do we have stand up from each okay. episode? On today's episode, yeah. we got stand up from Joe Zimmerman, Joe DeRosa, Joe Rogan, and Joe List. Wow. So the theme of this one is straight white males. That is correct. Yes. That is correct. Yes. Name Joe. I think Joe is the theme. Joe's a good name. You know any Joes? I do know some Joes. Do you know these Joes? I do. I know these. Yes. I know. Well, here's the thing. I know Joe Zimmerman. We did our half-hour specials on the same block. Oh, okay. Joey Z. I know Joe DeRosa, Joey No Shoulders. Everybody knows Joe DeRosa. I know him from the Opie and Anthony days, and we're friends. We went to the L.A. Dodgers game two seasons ago with the great Ann Harris. Shout out to Ann Harris. Go Dodgers. Joe Rogan. I mean, everybody knows. I'm familiar with his work. I've I've never met him. Okay. Um, I've I've certainly never done his podcast. We got to get you on the pod. We have to get him on the pod. You know, we'll. I don't know. I would love to do it, but. What would you talk to him about? Well, let, let's let's finish. Okay, do you know Joe List? I do know Joe List. I know Joe List, and I I know Joe List extremely well. I've seen Joe List's penis. That's that's, that's how I know. Some might Joe say the best, the closest way to know someone. I've seen so many. Nicole, you don't know anyone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know person. anyone. I've... Okay, I wasn't gonna bring that up, but fuck, fine. Fine, nice snack. I don't from know Chloe. a single person. Yeah, I know, I've seen a lot of comedians who went on to are very well known. I've seen their flaccid penises for medical reasons. Louis C.K.? Um, no, I wish. <laughs> thank God, thank God. Um, no, that's a I, good one. I have seen their penises because I used to be a physical therapist. Really? And they, a lot of comedians don't have health insurance or don't at a point in their career. 
And I would tell them like, hey, I'm a physical therapist. I know it's a doctorate degree, but like I'm not a real doctor. I can't help you. But they would pull out their penises anyway and be like, but tell me if this is an STD. <laughs> so I would just physical have, therapist. I would then. look at them and be like, listen, <laughs> I can't medically, professionally, I can't tell you if that is or isn't. But I would strongly recommend going to the doctor because that thing is swollen. Okay, stay till the end of the episode. We're going to reveal which comedians has an STD. STD. Well, Joe List is very open about the fact that he has herpes. I know. That's what's going to be. Well, Chloe just gave it away. So I guess see you next week. Episode's over. Damn it. Joe List gave me herpes. I have t- you make t-shirts that say that? He should yeah, do that. he should do that. He probably has done that. He probably has done that, actually. Um, <laughs> okay, so Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan- If you went on the podcast, no. what, what would you, if you if you oh. did, what would you talk about? What would you want to ask him? I would want to ask- hey, Father What Joe. would I want to ask him? Well, I think the only thing I can openly talk about with him is history. I don't know if he's, well, he seems like he's into everything. Yeah. I don't know about the drug world or the sleep or the aliens like I don't know about any of that stuff but Uh I feel like Joe Rogan can just talk about any topic seamlessly so I would prefer to talk to him about history and um, stuff like that if he Mm -hmm. was interested probably CBD you could talk to him about CBD oil wrestling that's the thing with Joe Rogan wrestling well I don't know (laughs) much about wrestling well you you punch stuff I box box. yeah but that's not like you know wrestling wrestling Oh, my bad. Yeah. I mean, I wish I one one time I dated a girl and she dumped me and then she was dating a professional wrestler the next week. That hurt. Whoa. Too. Yeah. Zach Ryder. Whatever. He was <laughs> like a big he was a big wrestler. So I think with Joe Rogan, it's intimidating, though, because I mean, it's like a three hour usually podcast. He like, wears you down. You have to talk for a while. You have to like really Should we talk. do a three hour episode of this. I'm down. Let's do and and right I have now. a heat and my blood sugar's low, so like let's just do it till I pass out. And that would be a great episode. <laughs> um, How long does it take? Yeah. Dude, my funniest thing. So I box. Like you mentioned I box, right? Yeah. And I box with like this really like old school Brooklyn guy. And mm-hmm. his gym is in his garage, which is attached to his mother's house. It's like the oh my most. God. It's like the most deep Brooklyn. He's like 40 years old, but he's not married. He's like an Italian guy. So like these guys do not move out of their mother's house until they have a wife to cook to cook for them. Like it's very like old school. That's how they are, right? So so like they. So he's like still with his mother. And anyway, every time I train, when you're a boxing trainer yeah. and you're like holding up the pads, you're like you're doing the work with the client a lot. Like a lot of times the boxing trainers are sweating themselves or every time because they're sure. moving around with us. Yes. So this guy, he, I went into the, to the garage. I had a 9 a.m. session with him. He was already like dripping in sweat. He had a sauna suit on and was jumping rope for like half an hour, like high speed, like going nuts, whatever. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, you want to take the sauna suit off? He goes, no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work out with you with the sauna suit on while we're doing the pads and while you're working on the bag, like hitting the bag. I'm going to do my workout. Like he want, he's like, he like always is like training for a fight, but he's not a professional boxer, and he's always like trying to make weight, but there's nothing to make weight for. <laughs> like he's just lives with his mom, so and he just makes money training clients. So anyway, we're boxing. Mm-hmm. I'm boxing, hitting the pads, and I see like him, he like doesn't look good. Uh-huh. So I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, are you okay? He goes, who are you? And I was like, what? And then he passes out. Like this guy legit passed out in front of me. So I open the door to his garage, and his mother's house is like right across the way. His mother is standing right there, and I'm like, 
your son just passed out. She's like, oh my God, call the police. <laughs> I was like, the police? Uh, okay, I'll call the... So uh, I dialed 911, uh-huh. and then like I took off his sauna suit, and like he had like already come too, but like the medics came. He like was refusing medical attention. He was like, "Cuz all I need is an oregano pill." He was like, "Ma, <laughs> go to the down, go to my, go to my room. Ma, you know where my third pills drawer. are. <laughs> Don't look at anything else, but take out those oregano pills. I gotta pop one of those, and I'll be good. And give me some water." So he literally pops like two oregano pills and drinks a gallon of water, and then keep takes the sauna suit off, but just continues to train with me and like finish the session. <laughs> and he said, when he's training clients, the reason why I brought this up, there's a famous boxer, mm-hmm. old school boxer, Paulie mm-hmm. Malinaji, who is like a Brooklyn, Brooklyn boxer. He would train him, they would train together and they would both in the sauna suits with the door shut to his garage, he, two max heaters on in the middle of the summer, they would train until one of them passed out. They did this almost daily. Why How nuts even... of a lifestyle is that? Ugh. So that's why, like, Paulie Malinaji is he's 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 going to do a bare knuckle boxing match, uh-huh. which is I mean that's insane. And there's an outside chance he may fight Conor McGregor, which will be like sick, sick, sick payday. My boy's probably going to be able to upgrade his boxing studio from his mother's garage. Oh, that's because you, you're talking about him. millions and millions of dollars if you're fighting yeah. Conor McGregor. But it's like the reason why they can do that is because they're boxing until they pass out. Like so, like what's getting punched in the face? What does that matter? Doesn't matter. You're literally you fucking pass out every day. You you like I'm like Paulie like one if that happens one more time like one time too many like you're not gonna get brought like you have to be resuscitated. He goes what you don't think I got resuscitated before? I was like (laughs) he was like bro Sound Factory 2001 I I got resuscitated every month of the summer. I was like you're a nut job but that's why you're a boxing instructor. Sometimes people say they're like you know we're all humans we all we all human we all wake up in the morning we all go to the bathroom but then I hear stories about that and I'm like that. Man might be the exact opposite. Of no, me. there's different like people. The exact opposite person. Yeah, like there's just people out there. They're like they live a different life. Oh yeah. Like, do you ever tell you about Scotty Karate? Did I ever talk about him on the You've podcast? Never talked to me about Scotty so, Karate. Scotty Karate was like the homeless guy that lived in our neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> and he would do anything you wanted him to do for a dollar. So like you would just give him a dollar and he would just do it. Like I remember one time. Why was he called Scotty Karate? Because he would do like karate moves at the bus stop. Like and it was just like he was just out of his mind. You're just surrounded by people that are like training, like training, just yeah, training to fight. <laughs> I'm just I have wild characters in my life. So Scotty Karate, I remember one time there was so quick. We used to <laughs> with a slingshot. If any police in the local tri-state area hear this, like I swear it wasn't me, but we would walk drive around with a slingshot and we had like these little metal balls and we would blow out bus terminal windows <laughs> in the middle of the night and slingshot that. We were loot. We were. <laughs> Brooklyn was a different place. It wasn't all fucking quinoa and pugs. Was that before or after you drank your matcha? My ma- oh yeah, you're right, right. Yeah, matcha <laughs> fueled up. So we would slingshot these bus terminal windows. I'm like, where would you find metal balls? We would go to the hardware store and buy like little metal like balls that like people like and use no for construction shit. And we would. Our boy got had a slingshot, like a legit slingshot, like for real deal, like not some makeshift shit, like a professional slingshot. And we would drive in the only one of our friends who had a car and we would blow out these bus terminal windows in the middle of the night. And like we were hitting like every bus terminal window and the cops could never find us because it was whatever it was, the late 90s, like everything wasn't on video then. So and we were like got written up like in the newspaper, like the local newspaper, like vigilantes breaking bus terminal windows. Wow. It needs to stop. Keep an eye out. And it was us. Your first taste of fame. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> Like, it was nuts. It was so fucking- No one was like, why are you buying, like, 30 tiny metal balls? No, no we would just go to like... hit up different hardware stores. Me, Patty Fly Balls, Debo, who are still my friends to this day. It's just Patty what Fly we Balls would do. Yeah. 
and our boy Koops had a car who we don't who's actually a cop right now. We he had a car. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and he he, we, he, he was the driver. Charger. And we would just fucking blow out these bus terminal windows. And like we blew one out. What do you mean by bus terminal windows? Like, you know, like a bus terminal, like like um, any- Like a building bu- Like a bus stop. Yeah. Like yeah. a bus stop, how like they oh, have like a glass booth so you yeah, could sit yeah, for like yeah. the weather or whatever. We would just fucking hit this shit and, not, and the windows would shatter because like you hit it at the right- It's probably really satisfying to watch. It was great. It was great. We used to do that. We used to like, this is like crazy. I'm going to sound like an asshole, but like we were kids. We like if, if like- People in our neighborhood sometimes would like leave their like doors unlocked. They didn't any. They don't wouldn't anymore. But back then they would. <laughs> and like we would go upstairs what? and like push their air conditioners out the window, like <laughs> just stupid shit, like into their driveways. But whatever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny dumb. because before we were recording, you were like. People, they hear what I sound like and they think I'm really tough, but I'm not. But, uh, and then this episode, you're vandal terrorizing yeah. a s- small community. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I don't wouldn't do that anymore. But when I was younger, I was just an idiot. But um, Okay, wait. Other, second question. Was the slingshot kid the most popular? Yeah. Because he I, had the slingshot. Yeah, he had the slingshot. Yeah, he was like, it, it'd just be like one of those things where like we're 15, 16 years old. Like our mothers would be like, what do you guys need to go to the movies or something or sit in the park? And we were like, yeah. And then immediately, just like we'd go to Sean's <laughs> house and be like, get the fucking slingshot. Let's go. Let's and we'd go, go to like go. all different neighborhoods because it got to a point where like we busted out every bus terminal window in our neighborhood. There's so like a bu- bus do. stop window. Yeah. Um, so we would just go out in Queens, but we busted this one out <laughs> once on like a Sunday night let's or Saturday night, let's say. And then like Sunday morning, we were like going to play basketball in the park and the glass shards are still there. And Scotty Karate was there doing his karate moves at the bus stop, which is just what he would do. And... He was like, if you guys give me a dollar, I'll do a backflip into this glass. Oh we were like, a dollar? <laughs> and it was like, one dollar. So my boy Ian was like, all right, I'll give you a dollar. And then he did the backflip into the glass and knocked himself unconscious. And he was just like laid out in the middle of the glass. And then we just oh all gosh. put a dollar on his chest and like just walked away. So he got $4 to knock himself out. But it was like such a stupid thing that he did. And it's just like real, shout out Ridgewood, Ridgewood Bushwick. That's, 1998. That's something I feel like you could talk to uh, Joe Rogan about. I could mention that I feel to Joe like Rogan. He would love that. If Scotty Karate is still alive, I would, I, I would not be able to believe it if he Scotty was still Karate, alive somewhere in this country. If you're listening, please add us on Instagram. We want to talk to you. Please come, come on the podcast. Because the last we heard from him, I was like 18. He was going to try to go onto the uh, train tracks in our neighborhood to get on a freight train to just see where it would take him. He was like done with our neighborhood. He like told wonder, one of our friends. I wonder why he was yeah. done with your neighbor. By the way, all these people, all these people who have slingshotted the windows and yeah, yeah, pushing yeah. air out the window, they are all your local cops and firemen. <laughs> Doesn't that make you feel safe? And that's a true America? story. So that's just what it is across America. Your most nine times out of ten, your local cop or fireman was doing some bad shit when they were teenagers. <laughs> with Chris Stefano. With Chris Stefano. Yep. Yeah, so that's what it is. All but right. Let's get into the. Let's clips. get into some Joes. <laughs> I want to show some Joe DeRosa, some Joe Rogan. I don't understand the reverence uh, for sports. I don't get it. And maybe it's because I never played sports. I don't know. You know, it's it, you see it a lot when the Olympics happen. Man, people lose their mind over the Olympics. And I know Olympians work their asses off. They work their asses off. And I'll say this in all fairness. Never have so many people worked so incredibly hard for so incredibly long to do a thing that... I don't give a shit about at all. (laughs) Couldn't care less. Fake sports once again. It's people throwing shit. I don't care. 
I threw a stick. Whatever, who cares? People love it, man. People go, do you know how few people in the world can do that? Do you know how few people are experts at that? I don't give a shit. Do you know how few people can do astrophysics? I don't want to watch it for three hours on a Sunday. It's boring dork shit to me. And the Olympics are so loved. The Olympics are so loved, they celebrate and commend bad sportsmanship. Last Summer Olympics, there was a women's, uh, women's running race. And at the end of the race, one of the women dove over the finish line to win. And the people I was watching it with, they were like, did you see that? Did you see that commitment right there? Oh, no, I saw cheating is what I just saw. She just cheated blatantly to win the race. No, that's called commitment. Nobody has ever said, man, Mike Tyson, wow, what commitment he showed when he bit that guy's ear off. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. These other boxers are lazy. And it's all for what? What's it all for in the Olympics? I want a gold medal. Okay. What do you plan on doing with that? I'll tell you what you should do with it. You should sell it. You're gonna need money to feed yourself. You have no job skills. You've been dicking around an ice skating rink for the last 13 years. Yeah. Uh, you're worthless. <laughs> Can't even get hired at Wendy's. Worthless. I'd like to work here at Wendy's. I'm a gold medal winner. Great. Can you work a grill? No? Get the fuck out of here. You're worthless. You really see people go nuts, man, when one of these Olympians fucks up. That's how you can tell people are way, way too obsessed with the Olympics. And one of these Olympians fucks up every four years. Most recently, we had Ryan Lochte, right? Ryan Lochte peed at the gas station outside and lied to the cops or whatever. I refuse to learn what he did. I hate it. And people were freaking out. They were freaking out. Can you believe that an Olympian acted like that? Can you believe? Yes! They're professional athletes. All professional athletes are fucking assholes. Are you really that surprised? Why does everybody act surprised when an Olympian? They protested Ryan Lochte when he was on Dancing with the Stars. They didn't even protest fucking Paula Dean when she was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> People lose their minds. I can't believe he acted that. Let me tell you something. The same thing that made Lochte win the gold medal is the same thing that made him act that way. And here's what it is. If you achieve in any field at the top of that field, no matter what your field is, sports, acting, music, comedy, doesn't matter. Whatever it is, if you achieve and get to the top of your field, you're a piece of shit, okay? You're a piece of shit. Never try to achieve, ever. It makes you a bad person. We live in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying is true right now. You know what I'm saying is true. It's It makes you a bad person. Doesn't matter what the field is. How many of you work in an office, right? Right? Would you ever want to hang out with the guy that owns your office? No! 
He's a fucking dickhead. That's why he owns the office. You're not a boss unless you're a douchebag, okay? It's an unarguable rule. Even if you just want to be the boss, you're a fucking douchebag. I think I could run this place. Congrats. You're a fucking douchebag. Never come to happy hour with us ever again. get mad I'll tell you that's why I get annoyed when I hear like the gender argument with bosses you know sometimes a female boss will go well once I became the boss everybody said I was a bitch now that is true okay <laughs> we are all quietly calling the female boss bitch okay but we're also quietly calling the male boss cocksucker we don't like the boss dick or vagina bitches and cocksuckers they all fucking suck okay i'm supposed to believe that donald trump and steve jobs are pricks but hillary clinton and oprah are just misunderstood no no, no. they're all assholes People, people can't believe it, though, with Olympians, man. Oh, they can't. Oh, yeah. They called it Lochte Gate. That's how upset people... Lochte Gate. Can we please take the suffix gate back for real scandals again? Jesus Christ, it comes from Watergate. When the president instructed his employees to break into a hotel and steal classified documents. That's a fucking gate, okay? <laughs> Not this meat-headed jerk-off taking a piss at an Exxon station in Brazil. <laughs> People can't believe it, man. People can't believe it. When any Olympian, they freak out. They did it with Phelps, right? Can you believe Michael Phelps smokes weed? Can you believe it? He should smoke weed. Drugs make athletes better. It's been proven over and over and over again. In fact, if you're such a fan of Michael Phelps, you should be aggravated that he's such a pussy he only smokes weed, okay? Yeah, if he did some hard shit, he'd probably bring a few more medals home. I bet you on that. The only Olympic scandal I ever had any respect for was Tanya Harding. That was the only one. Was the only, I respected Tanya Harding. I did. Because she said, who's my competition? Her? Here's a pipe. Go break her fucking kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. That took balls. That took balls. Say what you want about Harding and Nixon. At least they had balls, right? <laughs> You know, you know about Colorado? Do you know about it? It's cold there too, and they have legal weed. That's the way to do it. First state, first state to step up. First state to say enough is this fucking baby nonsense. Treat me like a child, tell me I can't have weed. First of all, everybody who tells you you can't have weed, they all should get on weed. Every single one of those motherfuckers, they're the people who need weed more than anybody. The people that are trying to stop weed, Everybody says you're wasting your life. Oh, you're gonna get paranoid. You're getting paranoid? That's the best part. Everybody's afraid of that. Everybody's afraid of getting paranoid. I think it's a good idea to be paranoid now and again, because I think people are entirely too cocky for the situation that we're confronted with. 
what this life actually is. We're, we're on a fucking giant ball that's spinning in space and nobody talks about it. It's going a thousand miles an hour, floating in the sky. Above us is a giant fireball, a million times bigger than the Earth, and you need it for vitamin D. If you stare at it, you'll go blind. It's trying to give you cancer, and if it's not there, you get sad. You're not freaking out? You're not freaking out, are you sure? You're not paying attention. You're fucking putting blinders on, bitch. If you're paying attention, you should be freaking out all the fucking time. We're spinning in infinity, and it doesn't come up. What's infinity? That's the weird one. What's infinity? It means it's so big you can't measure it. No, it's crazier than that. It does mean that, but you know what that really means? That means infinity is so big that everything that has ever happened on Earth in the exact same order, down to that pause has happened an infinite number of times all throughout the universe. <laughs> Everywhere in space, there is a you making the same colossal fucking errors that you've made your entire life. So if anybody ever tells you, you could do better, man, go, apparently not. Because <laughs> that's infinity. And if that doesn't freak you out, man, you need to eat a pot cookie and get on a fucking airplane because you're entirely too cocky. You're entirely too cocky. You want to shit your pants? Pot cookie airplane. That's a religious experience. It's available for everyone. <laughs> Why is it illegal? Pharmaceutical companies are the big one. They don't want you to have weed because if you had weed, you wouldn't need to buy a lot of their shit. If you had weed, you wouldn't need sleeping pills. Smoke pot, jerk off, and try to stay awake. Seriously. If you can smoke pot, jerk off, and stay awake, you should be a Navy SEAL. You should be fighting for freedom. Me, I have a goal when I smoke pot and jerk off. It's to stay awake long enough to remember to let go of my dick. I never got there yet. I got close a couple times. I'm like, tonight's tonight. <laughs> Wake up later. Oh man, what the fuck. That's the feeling every guy has after masturbating. It's always like, okay. You know, you have this thing in the back of your head, like, I thought I was done with that. I thought, I thought it was over. Here we go. Okay. All right. It's never like, yeah, do that shit, son. No, it's always like, ugh. It gets more embarrassing as you get older, too. I'm, I'm a grown man now. I'm an adult. I have children. I have a wife. So I have to lock the door when I beat off. And it's the only time I ever lock the door, so I always get busted. Why is this door locked? First of all, I'm a bad actor already. But if you thought I sucked on Zookeeper, you should see how bad I am when I get caught with a locked door. Because why is this door locked? What? The fucking door's locked? And if she looks like she's gonna ask me a question, I just run. <laughs> Try to find the guy who locked the door, I'll be right back. Sad. Sad knowing that you're gonna do it again. Just like this. I'm, you know, I'm never gonna fucking rise above. But it's only sad because I live with a wife and kids. If I was alone, I wouldn't give a fuck about jerking off. It'd be fine and dandy. That's why hotel rooms are amazing for men. That's the only time a man can truly jerk off in peace. 
You, you know where, you, there's the door, there's the bed, there's nothing else here. All right, we're good. So when a man jerks off in a hotel room, he has two options, two things to consider. Clean up or fuck it. And I always go with fuck it. The moment my load hits my chest, I do a quick gator roll in the sheets. I find a dry spot and I'm out. I'm often astonished at how easy it is for me to fall asleep while I'm covered in my own cum. It, it doesn't seem to be an issue at all. Why? Well, because it's organic, it's gluten-free, it's locally sourced, it's handcrafted. It's my cum, my cum doesn't bother me. Other people's cum bothers me a lot. That's what I was thinking, like that would be a great game show. Another guy comes on you and you got an hour to go to sleep. If you can fall asleep in one hour, you win a billion dollars. <laughs> you, know, you know how hard it is to fall asleep if you have an hour anyway? You know, if you're like, I'm gonna go to bed right now, I want to, I go to bed right now, I get an hour of sleep. Just right now, 59 minutes. Okay, right now I get 59 minutes, 58 minutes, so I go to bed right now. Can you imagine how hard it would be to fall asleep if you're strapped to a table like a mental patient and they wheel you to the center of a big basketball arena. Everybody's got balloons like you're trying to shoot a free throw and a dude comes out who looks like Tank Abbott. He's got a giant purple dick and a leather vest on. He's going knuckles up on you, spitting on you. He can't come so he starts fingering his butt. These are the kind of things I think of when they ask me to bring back Fear Factor. I go, no, but I'm on some next level shit. That was Joe DeRosa and Joe Rogan, and this is Staying with Chris Stefano. Hell yeah. Part two. Yeah. So and next we have um, Joe List. You know, you know Joe List? You said you know Joe List? I do know Joe List. Did you actually diagnose his herpes? Or? I did not diagnose Joe List herpes. I thought he, ha- he thought he had chlamydia, and I took a look at that, but which I didn't it, see a drip. Which is worse? A drip? That's what chlamydia, yeah, you drip with chlamydia. <sighs> yeah, it's brutal. Oh, Which is, well, worse is herpes <laughs> because herpes is forever, herpes is forever and, it, and it really hurts. Diamonds are forever, herpes are forever. They are forever. Those are the only two constants. <laughs> Although undiagnosed chlamydia. AirPods are forever. They are true. Sorry, yeah. Undiagnosed chlamydia is. They can't is, be, they don't deteriorate. They're on the earth forever if you buy AirPods. Really? Yeah. They cannot There was deteriorate. an article came out, yeah, that was like, they're the worst thing for the planet. Nothing, no part of it can deteriorate it's like poison and bad and they what if you like lit it on fire though then probably i don't know that sounds like something you would do in your neighborhood (laughs) what that's different than decomposing yeah (laughs) Yeah, like it shouldn't be a crime if i throw an apple if i like throw an apple like onto the grass that shouldn't be littering that's like biodegradable and we'll go back to the earth it's not littering yeah it it is littering i can't throw an apple on the grass i'd get a ticket for that yeah no you wouldn't well, because of white privilege, you wouldn't. Yeah. It's true. Good. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, Wait, so you're talking about chlamydia? <laughs> I was talking about, yeah, well, who's not talking about chlamydia? Um, yeah. I got to stop having unprotected, unprotected sex. It's all right. Chris, it's just, you it's, do. It's, I do, but it's just like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm in, no, I'm in 30s. I'm going to fucking put on a condom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to fucking do here? You d- have a child. So. I do. <laughs> but it's like, then you just worry. It's like you have unprotected sex and then you're just like, 23 days is your sentence. It's like, if the STD hasn't popped up in two to 23 days, you're probably fine. But it's like, then you just have to wait. And you're just in three weeks. You're just like in mental you're just prison. Waiting. 
You're like, Mental Here we go. prison. You are, but it's also like I'm at a point now, like 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, I like, can't even do the podcast. But now it's like, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Like, fine. Fucking get it. You get it. If you have another kid, it's like, what do you, what do you fucking just deal with it. Just, just go talk to Nicole. <laughs> um, you can talk to me if you have kid There was problems. something that I wanted to fucking say, though. Chlamydia compared and I forgot. to herpes, Joe List. No, it was something I wanted to talk to you about. Littering AirPods. Oh, you said you had to go pee. Yep. That was Here's the thing. Off the air, I said I had to pee. You had to pee. That was between well, us. I want to talk <laughs> about your, yeah, I want to talk about your flow. Um, <laughs> so not what pee is. No. <laughs> well, pee flow. Um, sure. You sometimes I think when you're performing because mm-hmm. like, right now we're we're performing. I mean, it's like it's v cash, but we're performing. Sure. Um, yeah. I think it's nice to have to go to the bathroom because it keeps you in the moment. Mm. When I did my David Letterman set, mm-hmm. I had to pee so bad, and my leg was oh my god, I couldn't stop it from shaking uh-huh. because I was just so nervous. It was the first time I'd ever, ever done any TV stuff, and John <laughs> sure. Travolta had just like rubbed my chest. Like moments before, that's enough. I told you guys that story, anyone. right? Have no. I told you that story on the podcast? No, not on the podcast. Okay, do you want to just yeah, real want, quick? Yeah, just real know. quick. John Travolta touched your chest. John Travolta. I was going up next on the David Letterman show, and John Travolta was the other guest. He came off. He put his hand on my chest, and he told me what a beautiful suit I had on. And I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> and then he told me he was like, Are you nervous? And I was like, Extremely. He was like, I can feel your heart beating fast. I was like, That's because you have your hand on my chest, and you're John Travolta. <laughs> um, so he was like. He was like, um, he was like, well, you've already done this already. Like, you've done this is over. And I was like, well, no, it, it, I'm not. Like, I'm like, if you think I, I didn't go on yet, like I thought, like he thought that I. He was like, no, I know you didn't go on. And he said, but I'm talking about the work is done. You've already been vetted. You've already practiced this set a hundred times. Wow. So it's over. You just have to go enjoy the moment now. Wow. He was like, and I'm going to stand here and mm-hmm. watch every minute of this because I want to share in this experience with you. It was nuts. Like John Travolta <gasps> said that to me as I went out and my leg was like uncontrollably shaking uh-huh. because I was nervous about all that stuff. But I had to pee so bad that that kept me in the moment, like in the moment. Like I felt like like when you really have to pee. So like kept me grounded because I was like, or else wow. I would have just been floating away. Like I may have passed out because I was like leg shaking uncontrollably, Travolta, Letterman, holy shit, overload. But it's like the peeing kept two feet in reality for me. And then when I went back and I was done, I felt like I had a great set. David Letterman said, like, great job, kid, and, like, all that nice, cool stuff. And it was my ex-girlfriend at the time was there. She was also waiting for me. And then I saw her, and she, like, gave me a big hug. And then I was, like, looking for John Travolta. I was like, where, where's, where's John? John? She goes, as soon as you said hello, he immediately left. Like, you went out there and said hello to the audience, and then he Aww. just couldn't have left quicker. She was like, so, like, he's, he probably just said that to like be like I'm gonna be there for you Whoa. but like really he was like but which is fine by me it's like it's great and like, then you looked in your pocket and there was a pamphlet for Scientology you're like how right? did he put this here he's like he was never actually there <laughs> John Travolta he's been dead for 30 years 30 years yeah so Travolta just like she was like he immediately left like he punched your mother in the face like he couldn't he just left like he didn't care and I was like fine but my point is is that I had to pee the whole time so like I remember every second of it because Wow. Sometimes I, sometimes I like to do that. I like to go on stage, even to do like an hour long set. I don't like have to go to the hour? bathroom. Yeah. Do you have any other tricks like that? Like any other things that keep you in the moment or any pre show rituals kind of like that? Besides drinking apparently a gallon of water. Gallon of water. Um, either, yeah. That or, you know what I like to do a lot? If I'm doing like a lot of material, I like always go into the crowd because then it just breaks you out of your rhythm. I always, always, always try to do that. Whether it's going to 
if I'm taping something, whether it makes it or not, or if I'm working on a set and uh-huh. you know the people are there to see me just want to see the material, like mm-hmm. I don't care because mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to, for me, for the freshness, mm-hmm. I have to go into the crowd and give that element of like the unknown of like, what is this person going to say? Like, uh-huh. what are they, you know, am I going to hit on, am I going to be like, you know, your dad's like this and then the person be like, my dad died yesterday. And then like, you know, you have to deal with that. But yeah, it ke- gets you out of yeah. the element of just like, here's my next joke. Here's my next joke. Here's yeah, my next yeah, joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I always do that. And I most likely always have to pee. If you see me doing comedy, usually I have to pee. So front row, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> What's that special where TJ Miller threw a bunch of water on his head? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, TJ Miller's just out of his mind. It's true. I mean, in a good way. Is he in jail some, yet? Sometimes should, a bad way. He's got to be going to jail soon, right? Did yeah. he pull in a bomb threat on a train? Any seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> Any tick-tock. But whatever. You go to jail, you go to jail. That's also not the worst thing in the world. It just happens. It's I, true. This, you used to vandalize. People want to live in fear, man. It's like it's, shit's just going to happen, dude. Guys, I have a question for both Comedy Central, you. Chloe. Would you rather have herpes or go to jail for three weeks tomorrow? This sounds like a stupid questions question. Check out Stupid Questions Friday nights. Um, I would rather... Jail for three weeks? Three weeks. Or herpes for the rest of your life? Yeah. What does herpes do? Herpes is going to... Mr. Doctor? Herpes? You're it, my primary care physician now. <laughs> there we go. I, I, Herpes is a virus that lives on your spine, number one. What? And it causes um, like lesions on your mat. Like anybody you see has a cold sore, that's like herpes one, <gasps> herpes one. But herpes two <gasps> is general herpes, and that's like very painful, blisters and open sores on your vagine oh. or peach. And depending on where they pop out, different levels of pain. With medication, it's very treatable now, and it can lie dormant. But it is always mm. um, you can pass it along, and it's got a really bad stigma. From the media, of course, you know, where it's like people are like, I don't want to get herpes, you know? True. I mean, you don't want to get herpes. Okay, so what would you choose? Wait, I want to actually rephrase my question. Would you rather the whole world know that you have herpes or the whole world think that you're a convicted felon? I'd rather go to jail because then it's just orange is a new black. True. Boom. I'd rather. Reboot the, with Nicole. <laughs> I'd rather the world know that I'm a convicted felon. You can't vote. To be honest, I, I just always forget to vote anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget to vote and use a condom, so it's good. I'm gonna Except have in this election. We're going to vote together. We are going to vote I'm gonna together. I'm going to register for your polling place. Fuck yeah. I would rather be a convicted felon. Know that I'm a convicted felon and everyone know I have herpes. Same. Same What about you, Chloe? Well, I don't know, but now I feel bad. Cause Speaking on behalf of Comedy Central. One in four people have herpes, so they're all going to feel like it really bad. One in themselves. four people? Well, but that means if that's that statistic, though. Does that Are they counting people who have cold sores, too? Were well, they saying one in four people have genital herpes? I wasn't involved in the research, but <laughs> because I feel I'm like pretty w- sure it's Chris oh, is a doctor, so is it like just the herpes. Well, because it's like, listen, huh. I'm going to be honest. You know, there's been times when I mean, I've you know went raw a lot. Oh god! You know, I've just declined <laughs> condom use a lot, and I've never with the consent of a woman. With the consent of a woman and a man, um, <laughs> I've never, I've never gotten herpes. Knock on wood. So it's like I just feel like, what are we saying? Here we go. About one in What's eight people. What's the tea? <laughs> one in eight, aged fourteen to forty-nine in the U.S. has genital herpes. One okay, eight. one in eight. That's genital. One That's... in two people in that age range are infected with HSV one, which okay. is oral herpes. One oral of us herpes. in this room has it. Who has it? Everyone point. One I two. don't actually. <laughs> I don't think. I, I don't. Have. And I just got. I just got ST. I mean, I. I got STD tested about six weeks ago, and I was clean. But I have went raw dog since then. So now I'm just back in limbo. <laughs> I'm just back in hell. 
you know, purgatory. So That's have, what what if Dante's in circles was was just knowing if you have herpes or not <laughs> for realsies. So yeah, okay, that's so that's right. a big I number. I can read. What? That's a big number. One in eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'd rather just have a girlfriend than deal with fucking being out there. Well, yeah, but one of the the other option was jail, not have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, the third option is like, just want a girlfriend. I'd like a yeah. Ah! True. You're in a hot. You've got to be careful. What are you? Twenty three. Twenty four. That's when people get herps. Twenties. It's prevalent in the lesbian community. <laughs> you can say, get it. I don't know. That's actually it's fucked up because there's not a lot of research and not a lot of people know how. I feel like the lesbian so, community has the has like STDs. When, when I yeah, and feminism is the lesbian community has STDs also. Yes. But when I grew up, people were like, "No, you just can't get them. It's fucked up." What do you mean? Like, like you're a people lesbian? were like, "Yeah, you're you're a lesbian. You 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 don't have to worry about STDs." Like people said that. That's. I, I have more tea. Yes. What's the tea? So herpes two, <laughs> that's the general one, occurs in nearly one in ten lesbians. <gasps> Not predicted by report of sex with men or sexual identity. Okay, it's Most me lesbians or infected with HSV two are not aware of their infection. Hey, that's me. Sexual transmission of HSV one may occur more frequently among lesbians than among heterosexual women. <gasps> HSV one. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going down on each other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, now I have in my Google history herpes stats lesbians. Great. So, well, don't they same. say to you that women, and this is another thing, women, I think, are they can contract an STD easier than a man can. Yeah. I cause, believe. Because it's the inside, Cause baby. Because you're innies. I'm an Audi. Is your belly button an innie or Audi? It's an innie. My doctor did a nice job with my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> your surgeon? My surgeon. My daughter's got a cute belly button, too. That's cute. V cute. Well, um, yeah. So another great episode. Another great episode. We've been talking about wild shit every episode. We've been getting into what America wants to hear. By the way, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Give it five stars and just leave a nice comment. Stop. Don't be a dick. <laughs> just fucking listen. It's like if you want to leave a negative comment, do that shit in your own time. Like, what are you, what are you spreading negativity for? Yeah. Just love fucking, is love. Just give it five stars and leave yeah. a comment. Or if you don't like it, then just don't listen to it anymore. Well, one in eight people is going to boycott us after this episode. Well, yeah. Well, that we're pro herpes on like here. Sixty thousand because we have a total of forty-two million listens. <laughs> so some fast You're good math. At math. <laughs> That's what they we're say fucking, about me. Yeah. All right. Any final, final closing words before we throw on this Joe list? Joe list. Um, we've talked a lot about the specifics of his body today. He, but he's, I open mean, he's open about it. That's true. Um, what do we got to say? I have on new pants from Lululemon. They're very comfortable. <gasps> oh, it's like one of those things. They were expensive, but it's like they're a good pair of pants. Like I defer to wear them a lot. Like I can just stretch. Those do look nice. Thank Those you. Lululemon, sponsor us. Lululemon would be a sick sponsor. Yeah. I would love that. Are you kidding? Their stuff is so expensive. It's so expensive, but it's good. It's good quals. Oh, it's good quality. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Next. I'm going to go. I have to go eat. I have low blood sugar. Me too. Okay, bye. Bye. I have a horrible diet. Sometimes you feel fat. I felt fat yesterday at McDonald's. McDonald's will make you feel fat. It doesn't matter what size you are or what you order. You will feel like a piece of shit when you leave McDonald's. <laughs> you can go to McDonald's to ask for directions. You'll leave there with diarrhea. You're like, what the hell? I didn't even eat anything. <laughs> Something in the air here, you know? McDonald's is the only food that I can't breathe properly for like a day and a half after I eat it, you know? I'm just walking around winded. People are like, do you have asthma? I'm like, I had a double quarter pounder yesterday, around five. 
my shoulder hurts for some reason. I'm like, why am I sore? They should put inhalers in Happy Meals instead of toys. <laughs> All right, give me the ketchup. I'm ready for it. Sorry, I had to limber up a little bit. It's not good for you, McDonald's. I'm trying to quit, but it's hard to quit, you know? It's like, a, it's addictive. It's like a drug. McDonald's is like cocaine. I lie about it. I'm like, I only do it late at night or if somebody else is buying. And, uh... You eat it real fast, your heart rate goes up. I'm like, is that blood or ketchup? What the hell? Oh. Ketchup. Sorry, everybody. I thought I was hemorrhaging. Uh, I love it, though. It's getting confusing at McDonald's. Have you guys been there recently? I was there the other day. I was like, can I get the number four? And the woman goes, the meal? I was like, uh, no, no, the number four. I want to buy it. That's my lucky number. Also, 67 and 108. Just bag them all up, and I'll be on my way. And, uh, oh, do you not sell digits here? Oh, all right. I guess I'll take the meal. You ever go to McDonald's, you order your food, they put your tray down with your fries and your soda, but you're still waiting for your cheeseburger, so you just start eating your fries while you're standing in line? That's really sort of a low point in a human being's life. I was doing that the other day, then I realized they weren't even my fries. I was just eating somebody's food. And then I realized I hadn't even ordered yet. I was third in line. I'm just reaching around everybody. I'm like, I'll, I'll pay you back when I get up there. I'm very hungry. I live in, the, in New York City, and uh, it's always too crowded at McDonald's in New York. I don't even go into a McDonald's if it's too crowded. A crowded McDonald's feels like an emergency room to me. Aren't they sort of similar vibes? You walk in, everybody's fat and sad. People are limping and crying. The floor's all wet, and there's Spanish being yelled, and... Uh... There's also always a beeping happening for some reason. It's just always beeping at the I'm like, are the fries done or is somebody flatlining back there? Can we, can we turn that off? I'm trying to assemble my toy over here. It's very hard with all the noise, so. You ever go to McDonald's for dinner and then realize you had it for lunch? I'm like, oh shit, I just saw you. That's embarrassing. Sorry about that. You look great. I'm gonna go to Wendy's. My apologies. I got a terrible diet. I'm very thin, I'm lucky, but I got a bad diet. I was reading an article the other day. It said 10 worst foods that you should never eat. I had the remnants of four of the foods on my pants while I was reading the article. <laughs> well, I guess I screwed this up. Uh, I got a bad diet. I don't want to get uh, too weird or too dirty here, but because some of you guys might be eating, but um, I've been having some trouble shitting lately. And... <laughs> I know that's a little gross, but I don't have health insurance just yet, so I gotta talk to somebody about this. And you folks seem awfully nice so far. I was talking to one guy, he was like, hey man, have you been eating a lot of cheese lately? And I was like, I've been eating almost exclusively cheese my entire life. He's like, that's probably it, that binds you up. Did you guys know that cheese is not good for you? I had no idea. When I was a kid, my parents gave me cheese, they told me it had calcium and I would have strong bones. They failed to mention that I would also have a sealed asshole when I was 33 years old. I don't know if I would have made that trade. I'm like, I'll take weak bones and normal shits if possible. I'll just avoid cheese and dangerous activities at all costs. I had to Google how to take better bowel movements. That's where I'm at in my life. That's another low point in your life when you type how to shit into Google, you know? Forget porn, you gotta erase your internet history when you're typing that into your computer. It's embarrassing. 
So I went to Google and I wrote how to take better bowel movements. Google sent me to WebMD. You guys know that website? Great website. You don't even need health insurance if you have WebMD. <laughs> There's nothing that a doctor can tell you that you can't learn in 17 consecutive hours of reading WebMD while crying. <laughs> I typed how to take better bowel movements into WebMD. One of the things it said was to avoid anal sex. I was like, you got it, WebMD. I'm actually several years ahead of you on that advice. I've only done cheese damage to this point. I like that it says avoid anal sex, like it's gluten. Like I'm at breakfast. Pardon me, is there any anal sex in these pancakes? I'm under very strict orders not to have any anal in my diet, so. I think everything I learned about food is bullshit. Completely wrong. I think like people like under 30, you guys have like learned some stuff, like eat green shit. But when we were kids, nothing, nobody knew anything. Like my dad, when I was a kid, he kept telling me to eat steak. He said that it would put hair on my chest. He was a big Tom Selleck fan. Um, but recently I grew up, I did some research of my own, everybody. Steak does not put hair on your chest. Puberty and genetics puts hair on your chest. Steak puts plaque in your arteries. It's actually, it's not really healthy. I'm like, hey dad, I'm having chest pains. Is that the hair finally coming in? Is it supposed to hurt when I get my hairy chest? I thought I was gonna have strong bones and a hairy chest. I can't shit and I'm gonna die of a coronary at 40. So I thought steak and cheese was a healthy meal for the last 30 years. I'm trying to eat healthier, it's hard though, you know. I'm trying to eat healthier, I'm trying to get my parents to eat healthy too so I can continue to have a cell phone for a few more years. Um, <laughs> that's something that's really important to me, so. I had a salad earlier today. Have you guys ever had salad before? It's really, it's really great. I didn't have a salad till about three years ago. I had Jägermeister a full decade before I had lettuce, so. <laughs> America. If you've never had salad, you gotta try it. This shit's unbelievable. It's just lettuce, a tomato, and then you cover it with cheese. It's really a pretty healthy dish. And, uh, you can throw steak right in there if you want. Kind of fill you up a little bit. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.